Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio 92.9, the game back at a Chuckery show, hanging out in the Kia studios on this Sunday afternoon with you. 404-726-0929, that is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Well, we talk a lot about the Falcons, but college football is right around the corner as well, and um, Coach's Poll has already come out, and uh, obviously we've got a lot of conference, I don't know, misalignment, realignment, whatever we're calling it now these days. Let's head out to the wadeford.com hotline. Let's talk to the senior writer for 247 Sports. John Talty is joining us, and uh, you can find him on his personal Twitter page, at jtalty. John, uh, appreciate a few minutes uh, here in Atlanta. Thanks for being on the show today. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on. So before we get into all the craziness with the conferences and stuff like this, you know, what What do you think was the breakdown with this negotiated deal that Michigan and Jim Harbaugh and the NCAA had? Like, what kind of all of a sudden changed in this? Is Jim Harbaugh just betting on himself in this scenario? Or what, what kind of changed it all of a sudden this 23rd and a half hour? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I think people expected it to be resolved and you're talking to some people around Michigan that was certainly expectation that he was going to miss the first four games of the season and then it breaks down like we saw it yesterday to me just you know it seems like much more of on the NCAA committee of infraction standpoint um, you know they released a statement yesterday to the media that was you know a little spicy honestly and more so than you would expect from an NCAA statement making you know clear to point out that it wasn't just a cheeseburger as it's kind of been referred to um, about these violations. And I thought it was interesting, Tom Mars, you know, a guy who's represented plenty of different athletes and things against the NCAA in the past has been, you know, one of Jim's lawyers and he expressed some, you know, issue with the fact that they're not allowed to talk about the case as part of the situation. And then the NCAA is issuing a pretty strong statement. So I felt like the NCAA committee of infractions kind of went against, I guess, uh, the deal. I mean, we see it sometimes in real life too, where, you know, a prosecutor will negotiate a, a plea deal or something like that. And the judge ultimately says no to it and sends it back. Uh, so I think that's a little bit of kind of what happened here, but 
you know, I guess the good news is that for Jim is that you know, he's going to get a chance to coach every game uh, this season, but I do think it'll lead to even more speculation, especially if he's looking at a big penalty down the line that, you know, he might have NFL interest again. Well, you know, again, can Michigan, I mean, that, that's been some of the rumor too, is Michigan instituting its own in-house, you know, uh, discipline or penalties, you know, for Harbaugh to kind of, you know, get through all of this. I mean, is that something that Michigan would look at doing themselves? Well, if we look at kind of the, the precedent track record, the NCAA typically has rewarded schools that take, you know, actions into their own hands. We saw it recently with Tennessee where, you know, if you can kind of get ahead of it a little bit, you know, sometimes they give you the benefit of the doubt. But I think the situation is a little bit different. I mean, again, we'll see what they end up deciding to do. But the fact that they had, you know, come to this resolution, they had this negotiated deal, and then it got blown up at kind of the last minute, to me would lend toward not really doing anything on your own and just kind of waiting to see how it all plays out. And I think you know those four games weren't exactly against the, the, the best teams in the, in the country, but it's also, I mean, this is a Michigan team that feels like it has a real shot to, you know, win a national championship. So I don't think you'd really want to put any particularly, you know, strenuous self-imposed penalties on yourself, knowing that the potential of this team. Uh, and you mentioned about the, obviously they are number two uh, in the coaches poll. You're a little bit surprised that Georgia wasn't the unanimous favorite. I mean, I know Alabama got four votes. Actually, Ohio State only got one vote in this thing. But you surprised a little bit that Georgia. I, I know the idea of three peating, you know, is probably out of the question. But again, this has been the most you know dominant program the last two years, and no reason to think that they won't go into the SEC championship undefeated again. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's two things. I think it's one, like you pointed out, you know, the, the the you know the challenges that come with you know trying to win three in a row are obviously very arduous, and so I think there's some people probably just you know, hey, there's no way they're going to win three in a row. I'll vote for somebody else. But I also think it's kind of a little bit of what we saw last year, and I think there's more respect this time around. But you know, after Georgia wins its first national championship, they obviously lose you know quite a few talented guys to the NFL draft and. You know, they they were not the, the preseason pick last year. That was Alabama. And I think some people kind of doubted that they were going to be able to keep it up. And so I think we're seeing a little bit of that this year, round two, where, again, they lost multiple really talented guys uh, to the NFL, including, you know, Stetson Bennett, who seemed to be playing pretty well the other night in the NFL. But, you know, I think there's questions, all right, who's, who's going to be the starting QB? How good is he going to be? You know, how are they going to play some of the guys on defense? Those typical type questions. But clearly there's still a lot of respect for them to be at the top. And, you know, if the – AP poll coming out tomorrow. I would expect, you know, Georgia to be number one in that as well. John Talty joining us here on the waitfor.com hotline, <clears throat> excuse me, senior writer for two, four, seven sports. So, you know, I, I, I describe conferences as cities in the sense that a city is either progressing or it's regressing. You can't just stand still and, and continue to, you, you're either going to go in one direction or the other. I feel like that's the way conferences are now. If you're not growing and expanding, then you're going to get left behind. And look, I, I, I don't, I know about the geographic challenges that, and I guess four schools are opposed to Cal and Stanford being in the ACC, but you have to grow. I mean, that's the reality of, of where this thing is. And, you know, again, the PAC 12 thought that if everything was just going to kind of be the way that it was. And all of a sudden, 
once one school, that domino effect kind of fell. Do you feel that way? I mean, do you feel like conferences have to kind of be open to the idea of expanding or you're going to get left behind? Well, whether they have to or not, I guess is up for debate, but I think certainly they feel like they have to. And I think to your point, you know, one of the, the, the number one area where I feel like there's that need for growth is in the financial revenue standpoint. It feels like these schools think if we're not growing at the same level as say the SEC or the big 10, then we're falling behind. And you know, I go back to a famous Teddy Roosevelt quote that I think applies to the situation. And that's, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. And I think ACC is a great example. You know, a lot of these schools have done very well. Clemson's obviously, you know, kind of developed itself into a national power, winning multiple national championships. And it's not that they're not making a lot of money. It's just that they're not making as much money as the SEC and Big Ten. And that's led to a lot of, you know, consultation and, and agita and other kind of unrest within the ACC. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing really across the board. I mean, if you look at it from just comparison standpoint, I mean, they're all making way more money than they used to, but they don't, they're not comparing it to themselves. They're comparing themselves to other conferences. And so we saw what happened to the PAC 12. And I think now all eyes are on the ACC when it comes to Florida state Clemson, whether they're able to, you know, keep those schools long-term, whether those schools challenge the grant of rights and whether the commissioner, Jim Phillips is able to find some creative options to try to get those schools more money, because clearly they are very upset when they look at the bottom line, that they are potentially 30 million behind the you know, big 10 and sec moving forward when it comes to TV revenue. And John was the, was the ACC in some ways, I don't know, maybe it's luck or maybe it was savviness, but, you know, the idea of how difficult it's going to be to get out of the ACC conference, um, you know, without some stiff penalties, you know, maybe they were ahead of this thing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just luck that, that it worked out the way that it is. But, you know, I feel like that, you know, we're not going to see as much movement as far as exodus from the ACC because of the difficulties of, of getting out of some of these conferences. So I think it's one part brilliant and one part terrible. And here's why I'll explain that. The the fact that they're locked into 2036, I think is brilliant. I mean, like you said, it's, you know, I think eventually somebody will probably challenge it, but the fact that no one has to this point, given all the unrest speaks to how strong of a legal document that is. And I'm not a lawyer, but I've talked to plenty of people who are, and they feel pretty strongly about the document. Now the, the, the bad part of that deal is that the fact that they are locked into a TV deal until 2036, that's right. not getting any better. So it's kind of a, you know, you can look at it to catch 22 in some regard. It gives them in some way strength, but it also limits their ability to go back to market the way we saw the big 10 do and the SEC do. So you know, the ACC made a decision in which they badly wanted a conference TV network. So they took a longer term deal that is just falling behind the rest of the conferences. So it's, it gives them strength, but it also clearly is leading to schools like Florida State saying, like, we can't wait until 2036 to get a better deal. Like, it's 2023. Like, we got to find ways in the near term to start making more money. And so that's it's a real big question that we've got to figure out. And, and John, you know, I, I think that in some ways, and, and this may seem odd when I say this, but I think Notre Dame came out as a winner in, in all of this that – Again, they don't have to go to a football conference and be a football member. They can stay with basketball and swimming and polo and everything else in the ACC, but they don't have to. 
I don't think at the end of the day, I don't think it behooves them to get into a football conference. They may not get the money that they're exactly looking for, but I still think that their independence has a lot of value to it on the marketplace. No question. I mean, you could you could argue that they are holding the best hand in college football right now because if they ever decided to give up their independence, the Big Ten, SEC, ACC, you would throw Big 12 in there too, even though it wouldn't make sense, every single one of them would gladly take Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So they know that if the, you know, the carousel stops spinning at some point, they have a seat anywhere they want it. But they don't need it right now. They have an incredible deal. I, I do think it's a little interesting that, you know, they, they were allegedly one of the schools pushing for the ACC to expand, and yet there's not even a full member there. So they kind of are able to have their cake and eat it too, in which they can do whatever they want with football. They're obviously making a tremendous amount of money through NBC with that, and then all of their other sports that really don't generate revenue, they're able to park safely in the ACC. I mean, it's, it's an incredible deal that they have, and, you know, I think if you're them, there's no reason to give up your independence unless you're absolutely forced to, and it doesn't seem like that's likely anytime soon. Last question for you, John. What do you think ultimately happens to the Pac-12? Like, I, I don't think that they're going to just disband their conference and they're going to get rid of the Pac-12. I think they'll do whatever they have to to hold on to whatever financial you know obligations are or whatever. What do you think ultimately happens to the Pac-12? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a person who I enjoy following on Twitter named Andrew Brandt. He has this kind of quote that, you know, there will be lawyers, right? And so that, that to me is my first answer is there will be lawyers, and there are already lawyers involved in which there's a lot of complicated things to figure out. You know, if you decide to try to keep it together, figuring out, you know, can, what schools can we add, you know, whether that's adding schools from the American Conference, which have a lesser uh, exit fee, whether it's trying to merge with the Mountain West, because otherwise those schools have a, you know, pretty – onerous exit fee if it's disbanding is it there a way to keep you know the nca units that you get through basketball tv there's there's just a lot of really complicated things to figure out so the, in some ways the pac-12 imploded pretty fast but i think the actual end resolution here whether it's the end overall or some sort of rebranding i think is going to take some time uh things are still moving quickly clearly there's different people involved you know oliver luck is now involved for the pac-12 trying to help advise them moving forward. But there, there's some different options at hand, and I don't think it's necessarily the end of the Pac-12. Uh, I think it's still a brand that has some some cachet, and I think it's certainly, you know, there's some strong things within it. But there's only four schools, so they've got to figure some things out about whether they're all going to go their own way or whether there's a way to really reform it in a way that makes sense for everybody. So I think we'll see some resolution, some of it coming up, but I think overall some of the complicated issues are going to take a while to figure out. John Talty is the senior writer for 247 Sports, and he joined me here on the waitfor.com hotline. You can find him on his personal Twitter page, at Jay Talty. John, really appreciate the conversation. Thanks, buddy, for a few minutes in Atlanta, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks. Appreciate it. You got it. When we come back from the top of the hour, we will get a little bit more in this Jim Harbaugh conversation because it sounds like Jim Harbaugh's really betting on himself in all of this. Chuck, we're hanging out with you in the Key Studios. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.